Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 245 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. As always, show brought to you by our awesome local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Island, of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Use the promo code DSGN10 to save yourself $10 off at checkout. And, of course, those beautiful humans over at Tomahawk Shades. Use our promo code USP at checkout. Save yourself 25% off your entire order. TomahawkShades.com. Dot com. Dedicating this entire episode to discussing uh, the Brandon Brooks injury because we haven't gotten a chance to do so yet, and uh, it's it's a big time bummer that Brandon Brooks is going to be lost for the entire season in 2020 for the Birds. Uh, Tours Achilles, you know, working out and. Um, for the Eagles to lose such uh, an important piece to the puzzle, you know, he's arguably the best guard in football. Uh, Brandon Brooks is going to be severely missed on this Eagles team, protecting Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, you talk about that Saints playoff game, Brandon Brooks tore his other Achilles. You know, a lot of people blame that on. Alshon Jeffrey dropping the ball. You could make the argument that Brandon Brooks stays healthy in that game. The Eagles beat the Saints in 2018. So, I mean, it's just so unfortunate that Brandon Brooks is out for the season. Um, you know, he's he's a, a key piece to this team. You know, you, you look back at, at everything and... Uh, even with the Saints game, Jason Kelsey said the same thing. He said, I would argue maybe we were a hurt right guard away from getting back to the NFC Championship game. And now the Eagles have to kind of go into this season and prepare to play it without Brandon Brooks now. They have to find a replacement for him. Um, it's just a, a devastating injury. And, you know... Looking at it and where Brandon plays on the line, I think is a little bit more palatable for Eagles fans to kind of be at some peace with Brandon Brooks being out because he plays in between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, two future Hall of Famers potentially. Uh, you know, there's a an easy way for Brandon Brooks not being there to be kind of masked 
in this Eagles offense and on that offensive line. Uh, there's going to be a number of options that you could go out and, and get and replace uh, Brandon Brooks with. I have a theory with one. Um, and then there's obviously guys who are in-house, and there's the Jason Peters factor. Um, but let's take a look at Matt Pryor, because he's the guy that replaced Brandon Brooks um, last season when he went down in the regular season finale. Uh, you know, he played in that wild card game against the Seahawks. His first NFL start was in the playoffs, uh, and he played every single snap. And Pryor gave up one sack, three hurries, four pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, he was a six-round pick from TCU in 2018, drafted as a tackle, but has been much better at guard from every time we've seen him. Matt Pryor, I think, is an interesting uh, component in this. He's huge. He's six foot seven. He's 322 pounds. Uh, he knows the system already, which I think is a big bonus. And any way you slice and dice it, that's a benefit, especially with everything going on right now, to have somebody in the building already who knows the playbook, who knows the position, and can just step right in and, and kind of fill that void. I think Matt Pryor is the, the leading candidate in all of this, um, just for the simple fact that he's already in the building already knows the playbook, already knows the guys that he's going to be playing with uh, and has played alongside them. And in that Seahawks game, he was not that bad. Not that bad at all. Um, for that being his first NFL start, being in the playoffs, uh, I thought that was a job well done by Matt Pryor. So I, I'm pretty intrigued by Matt Pryor as the potential replacement for Brandon Brooks. I think he's a guy that, um, you know, he can, he can be submerged between Kelsey and Lane Johnson and you won't really miss a beat sure would you rather have Brandon Bo Brandon Brooks in there absolutely but to have a guy who is already in your you know team scheme and and knows what's going on has the playbook in hand uh knows the guys around him knows Carson Wentz's tendencies I think that's a big leg up for Matt Pryor to be your starting right guard in 2020 uh the other discussion is a former Eagle who is still out on the market, uh, and that's Jason Peters. Jason Peters obviously has that relationship with Jeffrey Lurie, has the relationship with the Eagles, wants to be a Philadelphia Eagle, has talked about in the past how he wants to prolong his career, and if he has to play guard, he would do that. Um, the only thing that you have to worry about is the Ongoing discussion of, oh, what if Andre Dillard stinks? Are you going to kick Jason Peters out to tackle? And then what do you do at right guard? Yada, yada, yada. I think Jason Peters as an option is viable. Um, you know, if, if there's somebody who could potentially be that outside candidate, quote unquote, that could come in and, and be a nice plug and play. It's going to be Jason Peters because, again, he knows the, the offense. He knows the scheme. And he's a he's a savvy veteran, you know. He he's gonna do what it takes to make sure he succeeds. And you know, if anything else, to be honest, it's more depth, and it's still a, a presence in the locker room from a guy who 
has a ton of respect from a bunch of these guys on the roster. You saw when the announcement was made that they were letting Jason Peters go, how many guys reacted and you know said that their careers are, are the way they are because of Jason Peters. So I think if Jason Peters does come in, play guard, it, it brings him into Philadelphia again where he wants to be. That's why he hasn't signed, guys. Jason Peters hasn't signed a contract yet because he wants to play in Philadelphia. That's the the bottom line there. So, I mean, you got to look at it that way. Like, he's not going to go anywhere else unless the money is outrageous and it's not going to be. So, I mean, would I love to see Jason Peters back just for a legacy standpoint? Let him get one final hurrah in an Eagles uniform? Because, honestly, last year at the tackle position, Jason Peters was not bad last season. A lot of people will harp on, you know, his false starts and everything like that. But, I mean, if he can prolong his career, continue to provide, uh, you know, valuable playing time and play next to Lane Johnson, who, you know, when Lane went down, Jason Peters volunteered to play right tackle. You know, there was talks that, you know, Andre Dillard go to left, JP go to right, and the Eagles would be fine. But the Eagles look fully prepared to go with Andre Dillard at left tackle. So, I mean, and there's been reports that they've, you know, stayed in touch with Jason Peters to bring him back and, I think it's just got to be a money thing because we don't know what the salary cap's going to be like. The Eagles are still so close up against the salary cap. Would I love it? It's a nice move. It's it's one of the outside moves I'd be a fan of because, again, Jason Peters knows this team. He knows the offensive line scheme. He's been here for, you know, so long in his career that the only thing he'd have to do is just get accustomed to playing inside rather than outside. How much of a a leap will that be for him, knowing how much of a a veteran he is, how much he studies, uh, you know, just film and the playbook and everything. That's the only hurdle you really have, and I don't think that's much of a hurdle for a guy like Jason Peters. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I would not be shocked if in the next couple of weeks we see the Eagles make a roster move to bring Jason Peters back and announce that he's going to be competing for that right guard position and ultimately being the right guard. Um, but I mean, it, it's gonna, it would more than likely be between he and Matt Pryor, in my opinion, for that, unless you go super outside, because I don't think Jack Driscoll is going to come in and play right away. He's brand new, still hasn't even signed a contract yet. Prince Tega Winagu is the only Eagles rookie to have signed a contract. So, I mean, Driscoll still has to sign. Um, I don't see him playing in year one. Suo Pita undrafted last year was on the team on the practice squad um for most of the season so I mean I don't really see him making that much of a a fight and then Nate Herbig as well um so I I don't see Nate Herbig jumping in there at all and uh then you go to the outside options you've got Larry Wofford who was released by the Saints when they drafted uh, Cesar Ruiz in the first round, South Jersey kid. Um, he's going to be too expensive in my mind. I, I don't see them signing Larry Warford because he would he would be more of a long term guy. He's twenty nine, and you know that's a guy that you bring in that you think is going to be here for the next four or five years potentially to round out his career. 
I don't see Larry coming in here and, and being the guy, unless you're, you're ready to move on from Brandon Brooks, which I think would be a mistake. So I don't see Larry Warford being an option for the Eagles just because his price tag uh, is going to be way too high. The interesting play I have in mind is Chris Long's brother, Kyle Long, his younger brother. Um, he had tweeted a week or so ago that he didn't retire, but he was fired by the Bears. Um, he's talked about if, you know, he might be ready for an NFL return. He's 31, and, you know, he was injured last year. He's a former first-round pick. He's a pro bowler three times with the Bears. I would love to see Kyle Long come through and and play for the Eagles. He's damn good. Uh, you know, he, he knows from being Chris's brother what Philly's all about. I think Kyle Long would be an excellent short-term pickup to replace Brandon Brooks this season if he's ready to play. You know, there's no guarantee that Kyle Long is going to come in and and play this season. So you also have to weigh that into account. Um, so I mean, what I love, I outside of Jason Peters coming through and and being the outside quote-unquote signing. I think Kyle Long is my favorite potential option on the open market to bring in to replace Brandon Brooks. You know, he, he spent last season on IR. Uh, I'll actually have to check how many games he actually played in last year. But, I mean, he's been a force in his career. He only played four games last year for the Bears. So for the most part, his body is recouping and, and healthy. 2018, only played in eight games. You know, the past couple seasons have been injury riddled for him. But, you know, with his body getting rested and he's he's recovering from the, the hip injury, I I would not be shocked if the Eagles take a look at Kyle Long and say... Let's let's do it. I mean, four games last year, eight games in 2018. He hasn't even played a full season in the last two years. So if he's fully recovered, ready to play, um, I think in a scheme that Chris Long could inform him about, just the culture that the Eagles have um, coming in as an outsider, I, I think Kyle Long would be an excellent pickup. You know, if Jason Peters is somebody that the Eagles don't want to move forward with and, and bring him back and cause that drama potentially between he and Andre Dillard um, through the media and everything like that, if, you know, Matt Pryor is not the option, Kyle Long is my guy. I, I would very much like to see Kyle Long come in because I think you can get him at a cheap price as well. You know, it, it'd, it'd be a contract that's a one-year deal, very incentive-laced because of the injury history. You you can work around some things and get Kyle Long in here on the cheap, and if he performs, excellent. But if he doesn't, you know, you still have Matt Pryor to lean back on, and it's just another depth-type signing that I think you have an experienced guy come in and, uh, you know, help some of these guys as well. And plus, again, you're masking Kyle Long with Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. 
it's, it's definitely something to think about. The other guy that could come in from the outside that is also 31 that I have heard a, a bit about is Ron Leary because he played with the Broncos, has a relationship with uh, Scangarello, who was the Broncos offensive coordinator in 2019. Um, he's been in the league for eight years. Started 12 games at right guard last season, but then he got injured with a concussion, missed the last four games. Uh, he has been cleared since then. It would be an interesting dynamic because he knows Scangarello, and we know Scangarello is coming in here to be creative and, and really help this offense get out of this rut it's been in for the last two years. Uh, you know, to have somebody that is familiar with him inform Doug and inform uh, Stoutland and the rest of the offensive coaches and everything about how he kind of plays, I think it would be an interesting fit. Um, so, I mean, Ron Leary's a guy, another short-term signing. You get him on a one-year deal. You can probably incentivize some things, and uh, that would be that on that. So, those are those are the, the guys I'm really looking at to replace Brandon Brooks. There's four guys. Matt Pryor, Jason Peters, Kyle Long, and Ron Leary are in that order, honestly. I, I would say that's the order that I would I would attack them at. And, I mean, you could flip-flop Kyle Long and, and Jason Peters or Jason Peters and, and uh, Nate, not Nate Herbig, Matt Pryor. Um, but I think those are the four guys I would, you know, keep an eye on for potential replacements for Brandon Brooks. Now, before I get into the little bit of Phillies news we got to talk about, I've got to talk to you guys about our friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best in the business. They just they know what they're doing, guys. They are rocking it out. They just dropped their new Alpha class that look like ski goggles. They're absolutely wild. Um, there is a Brad and Chad naming for these. Good grief. Like They're doing it big time. Uh, two brothers on Long Island decided... Why are we going to pay an arm and a leg for a pair of sunglasses when we can make our own and sell them for a fraction of the price? And that is exactly what Tomahawk Shades is all about. And they look damn good. I'm wearing my blue light glasses right now. They feel good. You look good. You do things good. That's just how things work. Uh, get enrolled in their rewards program now. Earn some Hawk points. It's so simple. There's easy ways to, to earn points. Do you celebrate a birthday? On your birthday, 100 Hawk points. 50 Hawk points each. If you follow Tomahawk Shades on Instagram and Facebook. And when you sign up, you get 100 Hawk points right off the bat. And of course, for every dollar you spend when you place an order at TomahawkShades.com, you earn one Hawk point. Right now in my account, I got 210 Hawk points. Just chilling. Uh... It's it's so simple. Every Hawk point, like $5 reward for 50 Hawk points, it's free money. $10 reward for 100 Hawk points. $100 reward for 1,000 Hawk points. It's just free money to spend on their website. And they are doing it big time, and they are hooking you up with our promo code. They hooked us up with this promo code to hook you guys up. Promo code USP at checkout saves you 25% off your order, so Right off the bat, you're spending 75% of what the actual price is. 
and they're already affordable, plus all orders over $75, free shipping. Like, I don't know what else I could give you guys from our friends at Tomahawk Shades to uh, to motivate you to, to look good, feel good, play good, and, and be the best in the biz with some of the best sunglasses and blue light glasses in the game, the best in the game. Our friends at Tomahawk Shades, use our promo code USP at checkout. Save yourself 25% off your entire order. Tomahawk Shades, quality product, affordable price. Baseball, baseball, baseball. The Phillies, unfortunately, uh, have had an outbreak at their Clearwater camp. Uh, Five players and a couple staff members tested positive. We don't know who they are. Uh, None of the eight people who have been infected have been hospitalized, and the virus appears to be under control in all of them. Uh, Clearwater has been closed for the time being. Um, The first confirmed case occurred on Tuesday, June 16th. So in addition to eight staff members uh, having tested negative for the virus, while 12 staff members and 20 players living in Clearwater uh, are in the process of being tested and uh, we're awaiting the results of those tests. It sucks. It really sucks. Because they're the first team to really have like this mini outbreak. And it's in Florida, obviously, who has seen a giant spike in numbers recently. And it's just so skeptical now about like these guys... You know, baseball, who knows what's going to happen with a season. You know, potentially, if if guys are are like this, how's a full season going to get played the way that they're playing with, you know, whatever it it may be, 60 games or something? Um, It's going to be tough to really kind of look this thing in the eye and, and say, like, you know, what happens if a mini outbreak like this happens for any team? What do we do? What do we do? So it sucks. Hopefully all of the, the Phillies personnel that were affected uh, recover and, and get better, obviously, first and foremost. But it's definitely something we got to worry about in baseball now is, you know, if this season gets going the way it's anticipated – What's what's the plan of action going to be for mini outbreaks and and things of that nature? Um, going to be very interesting to see what goes down uh, with baseball, and hopefully nobody else gets infected. Clearwater shut down, and uh, it's tough. It's real tough. I know this is a much shorter episode. Kind of just went through a little, you know, few things that we missed here and there. But uh, we'll be back for you guys Wednesday night. And uh, hope you're staying healthy and safe and doing the right things. And as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novig Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our kick ass merch provider, Design Tree, and our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Use the promo code USP at checkout. Save 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Help us pay some bills. And uh, we'll talk to you guys Wednesday night. This has been episode number 245 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. 
For everybody here at USP, I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. We, oh, before I sign off, make sure you're following us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at UndergroundPHI. You follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. Make sure you're following our entire catalog of podcasts as well. Twitter and Instagram, at OTBLaxPod for all things outside the box, all things lacrosse. Get in the whole pod, Twitter and Instagram. Streamer season, we're going to be making a triumphant return there. Uh, very, very soon. And uh, fourth and goal at fourth and goal USP. And uh, just another football podcast on Twitter at another FB pod. Be back soon with that show as well. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. So, uh, like I said, episode number 245. I know it's a bit shorter. Uh, had some things pop up where just kind of had to breeze through a couple of things, but. You guys are the absolute best. Thanks for continuing to support through everything, and sports are on their way back, so we'll have live things to talk about. Uh, this has been episode number 245 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. We are signing off. Peace. <laughs>